the Royals are going for their 50th win of the season against the Guardians on Tuesday night, which five of those would be against the Guardians. So if you want to know where things went wrong this year, you can start by losing 10% of or being 10% of the Royals victories in one season. That's a where you want to be. You are locked on Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical and Pyre Yourself. When you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. I want to thank Everydayer Jones for your kind words in the comments today. And uh, for those who know me, I am Jeff Ellis, the one of, you know, OG host of Lockdown Guardians. Uh, before that, I wrote at Scout 24 7 and many a place specifically about MLB draft. Yeah, we have some new people who might be joining us on the podcast for the first time or listening uh, on Fast Channels. You can start watching us on Roku TV, Apple, Amazon, Fire TV, Samsung Smart TV, all those places. Just download the uh, <clears throat> the News On app. I'm Justin Latta. Uh, I'm, I'm coming up on a year here with you, Jeff. We're, we're getting pretty close to a year. It was right after the Guardians clinched a year ago. Things have certainly changed since then, but uh, I've been covering Guardians or Cleveland prospects for better part of a decade now for, you know, various outlets, Scout, 24-7, the News Herald, uh, Prospects Live. So a lot of good places there covering Prospects and the Guardians over the Larry Cleveland over the last 10 seasons. Yeah, I've written for almost half of those, I feel like. <laughs> That's, you know, we well, had fun, fun crossing our uh, streams, do the Ghostbusters reference. Uh, over the years before we got to work together. Uh, certainly more fun than watching portions of tonight's game. For those who are watching at home, uh, we just ended the uh, the seventh inning. So we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll get an exciting one here at the end. There's There's been some things to stand out, some things to talk about. Um, we had some discussion before the game started. And a, a nice game by Andres Jimenez. Maybe that's a positive step forward. You know, we can talk about the bow nailer of it all. Uh there's some positive steps and there's some not so positive steps. It is interesting. I do. Am I wrong in feeling like we've seen a little bit pull back on straw that he is not out there quite every day right now with more Laureano and Brennan and other guys or now if we could just get, I know Calhoun has two hits tonight. So people will hate on me for this, but more David Fry, less Cole Calhoun, then, then sign me up to go along with less straw, more everyone else. David Fry is not playing because he's working on his transition to pitching full time. Obviously, that's why he can't play. It makes sense. That's what I missed. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, I, I, you're right. Loriano has been in center a lot more lately, and not just against lefties. I mean, he should be in there every day against lefties, and it makes sense because what are you going to learn about Miles Straw over these last couple of weeks that you're not going to, you know, you already don't know. Either you go into next year and you make him a, a fourth outfield, like you probably should be at this point, yep. or you really want to make sure that you're giving Loriano a good look to see if it makes sense to keep him next year. And and so far I'd say it does because he still hits lefties very well. And doesn't matter where you put him in the outfield, he plays good defense. And the fact that even Loriano has a p positive platoon split against one side of the, you know, makes him more valuable. I don't know that he, 
defensively grades out any better than Miles Straw. Probably not. I mean, Miles Straw is yeah. still a very good defender, but it's not like there's a big drop off. And if you can get one guy to at least hit hit one side of the platoon halfway decently, then that's already an improvement. Agreed, and that's that's the big thing. Is as much as you know, I don't want to be accused of being negative. It's Straw's been just awful. You know, it's it's Austin Hedges out there. As much as I would, you know, love for him to be the guy he was in that first season, I, I think we see that that was a lot of luck. That's not his profile. And again, I'm fine with him being here, just like I'm fine with Cole Calhoun being here. But those are guys I want to see kind of bench, bench roles. Yeah, let's make that the bench bench crew. No, Calhoun. Calhoun is this team's cleanup hitter. I, I again, again, he's I'm having still... a good game tonight, but he's still below league average, I believe, for the year. Yeah. At the end of the year, you're going to look back on the Cole, Cal, Cole Calhoun thing, and you're not going to measure his impact in terms of what he did on the field. You know, I think you're really hoping at this point that. Um, and Bo Naylor just had a home run to tie the Seven game up. No, down by one. No, it was, yeah, it was so a that's, one run. That's nine home runs this year for for Bo Naylor. He's got two walks tonight as well. And do you know if he hits one more home run, he will. Uh, tie the guardians uh best or most home runs by a catcher uh in the last what four years the guardians have not had a had a catcher hit more than 10 home runs since 2019 with Roberto perez so i think austin had just hit 10 in 2021 so if if bo naylor hits one more he can at least tie that that gives that gives naylor 24 home runs on the year and yeah, I think- 13 in triple a I think one of the most encouraging things is not, you know, not just the hot streak. It's been, that's been fantastic to see him really turn the corner, but his walk rate, we know historically walk rates don't always translate and that they often can, uh, yeah. And that's exactly it. That's that's what's so positive for me. We see a lot of guys with high walk rates to get to the big leagues and then they don't walk or even their Most guys get up there and their walk rates fall apart. You can look at Will Brennan, right? You can look at half this team right now. Um, but his have really translated and that's kind of just shows how good his eye is. And it also, you know, I, I don't think we'll have the time today at some point we're going to go through all of the rookies and like the top 20 rookies. Right. And how many of them are current guardians or former guardians for this year in baseball. And the one thing I'll say before anyone gets really mad, because that's our, our tendency to be like, Oh, they, they gave up too early is also remember how much the sophomore swoon is a real thing. How many guys come back to earth and you're like, what does this have to do with Naylor? That walk rate, that eye at the plate with his power and his athleticism, I don't want to say it makes him swoon, um, you know, immortal. I can't think of the word I want. You know, he's going to be, but it gives him a better chance of avoiding it. I have more faith in a guy with the strong eye at the plate, a good approach, and the ability to get into more of his power, having less of a swoon than some of the guys who are just based on contact and speed. Yeah, there are certain skill sets that, that translate better, like, you know, it used to we used to think that walk rates were the one thing that you could count on from the minors to majors. That used to be the prevailing thinking, and now anymore, there is such a gap between the majors and the minors, especially in the AAA, that you can't always count on that. Uh, whether it's strikeouts or walks, and his strikeout rate is is still in a very good, you know, in a very good range. So there are certain things that do give you a base set of skills that are going to help you survive a little better like speed or defense and uh being able to take a walk i mean if he's struggling we've seen it before with young guys who if they're not getting hits if they're struggling they might have a tendency to chase a little more because they're trying to hit their way out of a slump or 
you know, like, oh, Jose Ramirez, a guy who's established, sometimes he gets pitched differently and um, doesn't get the, the pitches he wants to see at the plate. And sometimes he gets a little frustrated and, you know, swings the pitches he shouldn't. And that certainly could be the case for Bo Naylor next year. Uh, that could hurt his walk rate. But you're right. That gives him a little bit of a, a stable baseline that he knows that if he's not, something's not going well for him at the plate, you know, be selective up there, p- hit the pitches you know you can drive. And that's what has been the big change for him. You know, he changed his swing a little bit from the disaster that was 2021 to now. But what changed for him from 2021 to now is is the approach at the plate. He has just cut down on how much he swings in general. He has taken his strike zone or taken the zone that he knows how to handle. And he understands that he shouldn't be swinging at every pitch that there might be times where Bo Naylor takes a called strike three. That it's frustrating. Remember Carlos Santana. How many times do people get upset with Carlos Santana? That every he day. would take a lot of called strike threes. Yeah. Carlos Santana will still go down to me. as one of the most underrated players in Cleveland baseball history. He was the Rodney Dangerfield of, of my life. He, that's, he a, that's a fantastic comparison. Absolutely. But how many times did Santana go from 0-2 in a count to 3-2? Bo Naylor has that ability, and it might come along with taking a called strike three sometimes, but because he doesn't swing at balls, he knows he can't really impact, or he gets himself into counts where he can pick on those pitches, he has a better chance for success. So I agree. Those things are all good state baselines for him for stability for next year. But the sophomore jinx is a real thing, just not, not because it's a, a – um, a superstitious thing or even a slightly stitious thing. It's it's because pitchers get tape on you and yeah. they and, learn and, you. That's how that's how it goes. And I know there's some of me like they can get tape on you at every there's a difference on when you get tape on someone facing big league talent. You know, it's the the that transition is still the biggest. Um I had someone in our comments talking about um you know could Chase Delotter start next year in triple A and I was like we the the single to double A is the second hardest transition behind that big leagues to the majors. And I understand why delayed the latter look great this year and you want them close as possible. So if we can get here sooner, but I, well, I would only plays in, in the AFL too. Yeah, I mean, the AFL, not that but, anybody sends good pitchers there. No, no, the, I mean, everyone, if he doesn't play well, Hey, Jose, uh, making this interesting runners on the corners, but, uh, you know, it, we should transition to some different should. topics here. But Lottery yeah, odds. Just why the say, guardians moved on from Matt Moore. That is a really hard situation. That is a hard transition. Major League tape matters a lot. We'll explain more of that later today. Well, I doubt Bo Naylor is going to play on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, I should say. But uh, Jose Ramirez will probably be in the lineup at DH. Tyler Freeman will be in there somewhere. And if you're feeling froggy, you can bet on them for more home runs, hits, strikeouts. Thursday is going to be Lucas Giolito for Wednesday is going to be Lucas Giolito for the Guardians. He pitched very well last time out. Um, the clock is ticking for your chance to win 100 times your cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. Never been more exciting now than Sudsway, Kakunya, Betts, not Otani. Uh, but go ahead. I, I would pick more strikeouts for Lucas Giolito on Wednesday based on how he pitched against. Can you pick Otani and, and do less? Is that legal? I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's probably illegal. But you know what's not illegal is if you use promo code Locked On, you're going to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And make sure you're betting. I'm going to say bet the over on uh, strikeouts on Lucas Giolito. Speaking of that game 
with the Royals on Wednesday afternoon at 2.10 Eastern. You can listen to that matchup on your SiriusXM app while you work. Just search Guardians on the app. Well, so much for, I don't know, fighting for, for lottery odds right now. I guess the uh, Guardian, if the Guardians do come back and win this thing, they're just going to, at this point, like you said yesterday, just I hate to say rooting for them to lose, but th- today was a good day, right? Um, Andre Jimenez showed s- some good stuff today. Bo Naylor showed some good stuff. Logan Allen, mm, not so much, but you had enough good things go your way today that you're like, okay, just focus on the individual positives and not the overall positive. Like, might, winning, might losing he, and improving that draft stock. Might he be the next one to go on the kind of shelf? I wonder because it's isn't that two starts in a row with kind of. But yeah, at the end of the day, oh my overused expression to replace Om right there. He has been so good this year. I don't care if he doesn't end strong. This is everyone's over their innings peak. They're all young arms. Don't don't overjudge this. Uh, I think no matter what happens, it's it. This has been an innately hugely successful uh, year for those pitchers in terms of those lottery odds. Talked about it a little bit yesterday. It's hard to see them getting higher than a five point five percent chance. Uh, of winning it all because sitting there at sixth is the Los Angeles Angels, losers of six straight, but they are still close. Like Detroit lost tonight, but they're, they were what a game up on Detroit heading into today. Pittsburgh and the Mets are not far beyond that. There's a chance. And, and this is a good draft right now on paper. I'll, I'll, you know, you listen to me at the top of the show, my sure introduction. Is. I love the draft picking top 10. Uh, it, it, the one reason I kind of don't want to pick top 10, if I can say is, the whole time Tito was here, they they had a top 10 pick from before he arrived. And then his whole run, this is the probably the fourth best run in the franchise of this history is, is Tito as manager. And yes. I'm not always his biggest fan, but I can also respect game and greatness. They've never had a lotto pick it would kind of stink on some level that his final year is the lotto pick year. So that's the part of me that kind of doesn't want to happen. But at the same time, the part of me that is more just a baseball fan does not mind it. And, but I still can't, quite turn it off like seeing them try to rally here i'm excited to watch even though i know in my heart of hearts it's better if kansas city pulls this out it's better if this team gets a higher draft position and not necessarily even for draft position but for pool value and money and i it's you know it's kind of the weird thing of baseball and why it'd be interesting if they ever did fully implement something like a wheel or something like that you know it did some way to uh to incentivize more for a team like the guardians that had managed to keep themselves out of the top 10 for a decade. Um, you know, it feels like they should be rewarded for that somehow that their lottery percentage should be higher. I'm just going to throw that out there for not a decade. We as a small market team and not once in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, they've continued to thread the needle the, the last decade. I mean, 20, 2021 was brutal. They had a higher pick because of it in 2022, but it was what 12, it was 12th or 14th, 14th. First time they ever picked 14th. 14th. Yeah. So it's still, even though they had a brutal 2021, they were still middle of the pack. They were 14, like out of 30. So that's still actually, they were 16. I was wrong. I was like, wait a second. They picked 14 before. Yeah. It's the first time they ever had the 16th overall pick in the draft. It was and, 16. Took... and 2022 was that, that was their pick 16. Yep. And that was chased a lotter. Okay, so they were still, even though they had a poor twenty twenty one, they were still, yeah, the low, the worst, below the middle midway point. The worst pick, the highest draft position the entire time Tito was here was um, twenty sixteen. Now it's Will Benson at fourteen. 
no, and that year they went 81 and 80, I think, because they didn't play the last game of the season against Detroit because it didn't matter. So, so I was just going to say, it's they picked in the top half of the first round exactly once in his round, in his run. And they probably, well, I don't know. Finishing 500 this year is going to be out of the question because they already had, had 79 losses. So it could be 80 after this hey, one's over. So yeah. it may not matter. But yeah, they could end up finishing the top half. If what's the What's the new rule on the lottery because obviously Washington can't pick top 10 this year because of that. Can Cleveland also like, hopefully this next year doesn't go as badly, but um, can Cleveland not pick in the top 10 or are they, no, are they a small enough fine. market where they can yes. continue? It's basically okay. if you're paying the tax or if you pay, the Oh, tax. well that'll never be the case. So, well, and, so and it's also like, if do you get a competitor? I'm sorry. That's wrong. Do you get a competitive balance pick? Okay. Then you're not big market. So any, anyone who gets those bonus right. picks, uh, doesn't qualify, but what, you know, w- this isn't on our thing, but what's really fascinating is I don't want it to be a two year rebuild, but if it is next year gets really interesting in the draft because a bunch of teams can't pick high anymore because that'll be multiple years in a row. So there's going to be a situation next year is going to be the first year of it happening because these first two years are building up where, you know, Kansas city, I believe has had, this will be next year. We three top 10 picks in a row. I don't think they can after that. Like you can't small market for big market. It's two years for the rest. Everyone else, it's three years. So next year, it's going to be a whole mess of people getting moved down. And I don't know that how that's going to happen, who who all will move up, but the, uh, the 2025 draft is going to be chaos. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Well, I would prefer the guardians and they won't, they won't try to rebuild. It's all never, especially in one year. It's always, Everything's done on the fly, uh, yeah. and we didn't even get to. And we got Cal how Mantardo weird this is going deep twice, you know. Tonight we'll get to that. Re- don't need to rebuild. Not at all. No. Uh, the one thing we didn't get to yet was how weird this season has been. They now have waived Matt Moore. They didn't see the news. The Guardians waived him, and the Miami Marlins picked him up. He cannot play for the Marlins in the in the playoffs. They're only a half game out. I had to look it up because I was like. So he's not eligible for the playoffs. I'm like, well, the Marlins no. aren't making any, and, and they may not. They're half game out, though. I saw so, Arizona writer so uh, annoyed about this, like just going off. <laughs> really? Yes. How, how is this? No. Because you know, how is this allowed? How is this? It's it's a joke, and it's like, no, this happens. At, it, it, hey, my dude, this happens in in every sport. Uh, it, and I, I do want to throw this out there. Matt Moore was the fourth highest paid pitcher for this team this year, after Syndergaard, Bieber, and Giolito. This will save them about five hundred thousand the rest of the year. Why did they choose him over, say, 99 over, say, Michael Kelly? Well, $500,000 plus club control. I think it's both parts. I think club control matters because more was only for this year. But I also think $500,000 helps. It definitely does. I mean, especially for being two weeks of the season left, they still owed him that much money. And, yeah, they weren't going to retain him for next year. I mean, like brought up Michael Kelly, and we we even suggested Michael Kelly could be one of the guys in the chopping block. He's back up with Cleveland. Uh, at least in the short term until Shane yeah. Bieber comes back. And so 99. So is 99. Yeah. I think they kind of like, I was looking at, I don't really know what goes into what's called stuff plus on fan graphs. It's, it's one of those things made up by not made up, but um, it's data put together by, you know, Sarah. So used to be at fan graphs now at the athletic. And I know driveline has their own version of stuff plus too. Yeah. It's a formula to just determine how good a guy, a guy's pitch is. It's based on spin rate, velocity, all this kind of different stuff. Uh, Michael Kelly, his slider has a stuff plus of 145. So like WRC plus, anything above 100 is good. Anything below 100 is bad. 
Uh, his stuff plus overall is 126, but for the slider, it's 145. So he's got a very interesting pitch. I guess that's why they stick with him. I know people are going to say, I'm tired of these made-up stats. Well, you might not like them, but teams use them, and it's a good way to – that's the thing that people don't understand about analytics. It's not It's not about the numbers themselves. It's about what they tell you and how they can help you make a more informed decision. It's not – you can't look at the numbers specifically and decide whether or not you think it's valuable. It's it's the decisions that are made based off them, if they can help you make a better decision. Being being better informed is always a good thing, no matter what you're doing. Um so yeah, but Matt Moore moves on because Guardians didn't have club control over yeah. him next year, and yeah, they don't right. sign major league free agents in the in the yeah. bullpen. The last two that we've talked about, the last two they've signed are Brian Shaw, who was coming off of uh, the year they signed him the minor league deal, and then Boone, Boone Logan. Logan, who was a disaster. So no, this team does not sign major league free agent relievers. Yeah. They're not going to start next year, and it's not a good place to do it because you're asking for disaster. I think people are asking for us to. Yeah. To move on and talk about uh, Tristan McKenzie coming back and some minor league notes from Tuesday night. Jace Case, I'm waiting to get mine currently. I did go through your Jace Case when you go through and you fill out your survey. They ask you about medications, things like that. So you know that the medicine you're getting is going to be safe and ready for you it is it, it's a good price on just a basic level talking to people in the medical field the number of life-saving antibiotics you're getting uh in this for the cost is, is fantastic and again for me what i'm excited about getting my jay's case for is my sinus infections i'm looking forward to being able to take care of those infections without having to wait to see a doctor it is always hard to get online to see a doctor so if you are interested in trying out a jay's case for yourself, save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com. One more time this season between the Guardians and Royals on Wednesday afternoon, 2-10. That is Lucas Giolito, and boy, the Royals are probably throwing out someone really interesting. They're throwing out Zach Grinke. Could be the last time the Guardians face Zach Grinky. Um, not going to want to miss that. If you tune into your Sirius XM app, you can listen to all the action. Just search Guardians. Can we say how much that eighth inning was just, you know, chef's kiss of, of this season where they get your hopes up, big home run, a walk, single. You got a runner on third with nobody out. You just need a fly ball. I mean, strike out on a wild pitch. To be fair, Josh Naylor has come through so many times this year. You, I know, but, but strike you can't out on count a wild, him to be, be the guy every time. I know, but strike out on a wild pitch is not a great look. Cole Calhoun strikeout, and then Ramon Lariano ends, ends up on his knees on his strikeout. That's expected, too. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got issues against right-handers, and there are some swing and miss. It's really funny they, they decided to take the chance on Lariano because they have run like the plague from everybody else who strikes out above, like, yeah. 20% of the time, unless it's Bo Naylor or Mike Zanino. Um, but they decided to take a chance on Ramon Laureano, which I think is is absolutely hilarious. And then, Hopefully it's a sign of them softening yeah. that stance. And then they go and bring in Nick Sandlin, who has been, you know, a dumpster fire over the last month and probably gives up a single to the first. He was he was the most underrated reliever, I think, of going into June. May and June, yeah. And, and then, yeah, he didn't allow a, a single run in the month uh, the month of May. And yeah, it just kind of fell apart. But 
you and I were talking off air about how to change this bullpen, not change the bullpen for next year because there's still enough talent in this bullpen, but how to like augment it. And you know, you said it best. They don't move on from guys. Nick Sandlin still has three options because um, he's just, every time that they've had, they've had to send him somewhere else, it's because of injuries, not, they have an option him down. So they're going to stick with those guys. I don't know about Morgan next year, but. Hey, I, they'll all be back. It's, it's crazy. They're all going to be back. I, I yeah. I want to have a good, I want to have a good long we got offseason about how to augment the bullpen, but we got uh, two off days next week. <laughs> Just do it then. We can do it then. You're right. Uh, so Shane Bieber will come back on Friday. He'll start Friday. Uh, Thursday is looking like a bullpen game, possibly the way things are shaping up. That was supposed to be Tanner Bybee. I'm going to lament this, but Thursday was supposed to be Tanner Bybee versus Grayson Rodriguez. Would have been so much fun. We'll talk about that more tomorrow because I want to talk about him versus Gunnar Henderson. But Friday will be Shane Bieber. He'll make his first start back. So he'll have a chance to make two starts before the end of the season, which is, you know, good for him and good for the team for the most part. So assuming Michael Kelly goes down for Shane Bieber on Friday and then McKenzie will come back on Sunday, uh, or I'm sorry, he'll come back on Tuesday because he just pitched tonight, uh, what Tuesday night. So, no, he could come back on Sunday if that's the way they line up. Uh, Gavin goes on Saturday and Cal Sunday. So Tristan on Tuesday. Um that's almost got to be 99, right? If it's not, I mean, he'll go back to AAA. I don't know who the 40-man roster move is going to be. I mean, it could be 99 for McKenzie. 99 or Kelly really feel like the, the most likely candidates. Yeah, because so. Matt, Matt Moore opened up the 40-man spot for Beaver, so they don't got to make a 40-man move on Friday now for Beaver, but um, they have to make a 40-man move for McKenzie when he comes back on either, I guess, Sunday or Tuesday. Depending on how they want to play this, but 99 or Kelly seems like the 40, the 40 man move. And then if it's 99, that opens up a spot in the 28 man roster. If not, I don't know. I, I kept saying, you know, they have to, move, they have to move a pitcher because they have too many pitchers. I was going to say you could do it with um, Cam Gallagher, but let's face it. Cam Gallagher is never going to leave our lives. He is going to haunt us forever. He is never going to go away. Is going to retire and they're going to start a Netflix show that is Tito, Brian, John, Cam Gallagher, and we're all going to watch. I'm pitching <laughs> I think it Mike next Avilas week. should be there. He loved Mike Avilas. Yeah, maybe Mike Avilas, Mike Freeman. He liked guys named Mike. We can Good. go through. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Michael Martinez. Michael Martinez. <laughs> I was going to say, how could you forget? Michael Martinez. It's the Tito uh, and his mics. That was the guy who who made me go that, you know, Michael Martinez is the Highlander. You can't kill this guy because he just kept bringing him back and bringing him back. I know. Um, Two years in a row. He came, came back the next year very briefly. Hitching in the World or hitting in the World Series. It's always going to. By the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I try not to think about that too often. McKenzie, by the way, went three and a third on, on Tuesday night for, in Columbus. 91-94. Got some swings and misses with his fastball. He did get two home runs. I thought it was interesting. I, I'm curious to see if StatCast picked this up wrong. But he threw it. According to the to baseball savant, he threw nine cutters. He has not thrown a cutter before, so maybe while he was on his, you know, on the IL, he was working on a cutter. So we'll see if that was just a misrepresentation by Stackass or if Tristan McKenzie has added a cutter. I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Kyle Manzardo, uh, two for four with uh, two home runs on Tuesday night. Every ball he hit was, I think, 99 or 97 above. Uh, I, at this point. He's having a he's having a good good time in AAA, and I and I know some might be tempted to say that the home runs he was hitting were aided by Huntington Ballpark. The ball he hit to left field was three. He hit a home run to left field was three hundred twenty five feet. 
It's 325 feet to left field in Cleveland. He hit it 387 to right field. That's not a Huntington bar, ballpark home run. That's a home run in Cleveland. So, uh, I don't know. Your 2024 Rookie of the Year. They can try it again, right? They, they can. Uh, you know, I'll be curious to see how it all plays out. But, I I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping he's here to start the year. I, I really – I liked that trade because I believed in the player they were getting. And right now I'm hoping that uh, – you know, we, we see this continue to grow and that he, he hits that kind of ceiling, which is is the guy they traded to Tampa, Yandy Diaz. Like, that's, I think, at middle of the order hitter. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I said, high end Yandy, low end Ben Broussard, if you want, uh, if you want Cleveland Guardians, former first baseman. Broussard's numbers, by the way, much better than you think if you go look them up. I was shocked. They were good against Splatoon. The question I would have, though, is can Kyle Manzardo play the guitar? And can't we all? varying degrees i mean maybe not as good as brassard but i think we can all brassard put out an album man he played i know no i know he, he at davis field you know he he actually i know he went on to become a musician but it is not i don't think he plays guitar as good as the jonas brothers just saying uh, you, do you want to take the last 30 <laughs> seconds and talk about your jonas brothers experience um <laughs> it was definitely an experience a three-hour experience oh, sounds like a great i'm just gonna throw it out there too on an app it was an app out there where we bought the tickets through not not an app we use on this this show and it said there were a lot of tickets available before the show. We got there. It was like 15,000 strong and 14,000 women. So I don't, there was not a, there was not a seat to be had last night. Let me tell you. It, hey, you know, the opposite of progressive field, but uh, there's always seats to be had on our show. Uh, we want to thank we'll you all for you tomorrow. joining us, reading and reviewing, downloading. It helps. We know baseball is hard right now, but we appreciate each of you coming on and joining us and go, go guardians. Go.